Welcome to 1989, inside the diary of a wannabe radio announcer. My name is Benjamin Wosley. You may remember me from my work as Giggling Ben on Hamish and Andy. Hang on, stop, stop, everybody, stop. I think, I think Giggling Ben went to play, <laughs> went to play a crowd. Or even Bad Boy Ben with the Vixen back in the 90s. It's the PMFM Top 30 with Bad Boy and the Vixen and joining us from the UK really early in the morning. It's Billy. Way before any of that, when I was 19 in 89, I moved from the seclusion of my bedroom at my parents' house in Adelaide all the way to the isolated Western Australian mining town of Caratha to start work as a radio announcer at a little station called 6KA. My godmother gave me a diary to write down every momentous occasion and I actually did it. And now, 30 years later, I'm going to find out how weird... Arrogant, lame, self-absorbed, dorky, inexperienced and closeted the 19-year-old version of me was. To hold my hand while we navigate almost 365 days worth of embarrassment and to call in my family, my friends, people that were there, people that have known me for nearly 30 years, strap yourselves in. It's going to be an embarrassing ride. I'm Benjamin Wosley. Welcome to 19 in 89. Welcome indeed. Back by popular demand, which is my way of pretending there's an actual demand for this faff. Uh, probably not the right thing to say, but it's my podcast and I'll cry if I want to. Anyway, it's time for us to suffer through a short week of largely uneventful, meticulously timed and completely self-absorbed diary entries. Before we do that, though, we need to revisit all the hits that were making their chart debut on this week back in 1989. We welcomed new stuff from Paula Abdul, James Freud, The Cult, Dragon, and thanks to its placement on the Beaches soundtrack, Bette Midler's Wind Beneath My Wings, debuted at number 41 to begin with, it would, of course, eventually go on to take out the number one posse. Uh, in 1989, Bette Midler was huge, having starred in awesome comedies like Down and Out in Beverly Hills and Ruthless People. We also loved Kylie Minogue, but that was mostly for playing Charlene on Neighbours. She'd only left the show the previous year to focus on her music career, which at that stage was pretty much ridiculed. And Prince Charles and Lady Di were still uh, married, although it will be revealed in later years that 1989 was the year that Diana finally decided to confront Camilla about her long-term affair with her husband. So, uh, pretty scandalous. Uh, In the last episode, we squeezed Saturday and Sunday into one entry because of the arrival of Cyclone Orson. So, this is going to be a short week, but there's uh, after the cyclone to deal with. I finally get a day off and some much-needed sleep. All my overtime disappears thanks to the tax department. I surprise myself by doing some talk breaks that make me feel almost professional, but I'm still mostly crap. However, I do have a plan on how to fix that, and it's as lazy as you'd expect. And I also seem to miss the point of messing around in an on-air studio. To help me work through all of that, it's another one of my besties who's got a way better memory than me and isn't afraid of having a chat. So let's please push this button and get things happening. Who is that? 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 Who is this? Who is that? Bufonte! Lisa Fairclay, now Cronin, how are you, gorgeous? I'm well. How are you, my love? Yeah, really good. I'm so glad that we're reconnecting. We've basically done it because of this podcast. We're so so, slack and lazy. I was so excited when you called me. I know. I was excited when you responded. And all of these memories came flooding back. Yeah, I remember the last conversation we had, you said you were going to go digging around for your own diaries now. (laughs) 
I tried to. Do you know why you called me Bufonti? You know you're the one who gave me that name. Yeah, I'm finding out through this podcast that everyone has a nickname and I gave them to them. <laughs> and I do remember it you. it's you. That, I do remember your nickname and why we gave it to you because you had an audition tape of you reading the news and whoever was the cameraman had cut the top of your head off and I said, what have you got, like a giant Buffon in there? And they can't get any in shot. And so then you became Buffonti as in a Buffon hairdo. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And I had, um, and don't forget, you know, 80s, early 90s, everything was kind of much bigger and better, wasn't it? Oh, my God, 100%. Shoulder pads and hair and hair clips and it was really actually a Buffonti kind of hairstyle anyway, so well, no wonder he chopped it off. You had to balance out those massive shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It had to look good, though. had to look good. I also need to reference that Marianne Keefe, who was on an earlier episode, referenced we should get Lisa on, and I went looking for you in my phone under Lisa and I only had two Lisas there and it wasn't you, and I was like, damn, she's not in there. And then I went, hang on, maybe I'll look under Boofy and you were... <laughs> <laughs> in my phone book as Boofy and Bernard, your uh, husband. <laughs> oh, so funny. Yeah, yeah. Well, he actually came to Caratha for a little while there. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, you were in yeah. town. We yeah. went together then, though, but he came for a little visit. So that was like the early days of your relationship as well then? Well, we sort of had gone out before that and then and then when I came to Caratha, we split up. <laughs> <laughs> as you do. Radio careers are brutal. As you do, as you do. But then he was doing some, like, you know, bodgy roadworks back in those days. So, um, (laughs) yeah, he popped in one time. I love that. um, Yeah. Yeah, So he played cards with us all one day. (laughs) See the memory. She remembers that. I know. The first thing we've got to do is, do you remember, I always ask my guests when we first met or how we first met, and it was you moving up to Caratha to work in 1990, is that right? Yes, yeah, yeah, I so remember it. And then you guys, um, as a little welcoming thing, put on a barbecue. And that's when I was telling you those awful, great, big, huge, hideous cockroaches that live, you know, up in the northwest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it started rearing up at me like I was going, what are these things? They are beasts. <laughs> they will come at you. Oh, they were terrible. Yeah. At the back, you know, having a barbecue with the thongs on. Because in 89, a barbecue wasn't like a, a deluxe Weber on the gas. It was like a brick thing built out of um, bricks and cement and it had a metal grey and you'd stuff wood in it and start a fire. And that's why cockroaches were running out because suddenly their little hidey hole was full of heat and they couldn't handle it anymore. That's it. They were everywhere. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I couldn't what believe it. a celebration. It. Welcome to Caratha. Have a sausage and a cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went to the toilet and there was one in there. <laughs> and that would have been because we never cleaned that fucking thing. <laughs> Oh, Oh, that house, that house, Ben. Oh, my God. I so want to go and visit. We've all talked off air about we need to sort of organise a bus and go back to Caratha and revisit. (laughs) Oh, we do. We so do. I would love to go and see if that, in Pearl Way, wasn't it? Yeah. Pearl Way. And I think it's number 19 and it's still there because I looked on Google Maps. So whoever lives in that house would invariably get a knock on their door saying, we want to come in and see what you've done with the place. <laughs> we do. We have to do the road trip because the tavern yeah. was just around the corner as well. No, I love the tavern. I want the food still to be as good as it was in 89. I know. And then we, you and I used to always do heaps and heaps of ads together because I was the only female voice on the radio up there. So 
I used to have to do everybody's ads. Yeah. If there was a female voice, I used to have to do So I'd get off air and do my shift and I'd come and have to check the clipboards. Yeah. And just about, I, I look, honestly, I lady don't think voice, I Lady voice, lady voice. Yeah. <laughs> How long were you there for? I was at 6KA for about 18 months. Yeah, and then wow. I got the gig because Cindy Waringa, I don't know if that's a name for you as well. Yeah, it is a name, she, but I don't remember a thing about it. <laughs> <laughs> she was working at GWN there at the time. And then she left and I applied for that position with my bouffante hairdo <laughs> and um, got the job. Paid off. It or not. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, I know. I fucking love that. Apart from the fact that I was already in, you know, hellhole situ in Karatha, but they yeah. probably went, yep, grab her. But back She'll then, do. working at GWM, yeah. that was luxury. It was luxury. You've arrived. I know. <laughs> oh, regional but I media. Did, do you know what? You and I did do an ad together that won a Golden Stylist Award. Do you remember that? No. I always wanted I don't to win a Golden the Stylist ad, Award. But we won a, an award. I think Because it was a big I, thing. I feel like we got nominated but didn't win. Does no, we did. Okay. We won one. Where's the friggin' trophy? <laughs> I know, right? Because we were in Karatha. Oh, They're yeah. not going to send it there. No one cares. And I remember Lucky Phil making a, um, remember Lucky Phil, Phil made a you. speech. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. got you the job there. He got Marianne the job there. Yeah. I feel like he got quite a few people a job there. Marianne was convinced well, he owned the station, which is not true. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he bought into it, though. Oh, then. maybe he did. I think he was a part owner. All right, jeez. Which is why, because we were all um, we were all ex Whopper kids. Yeah. So he was bringing all these um, Whopper kids up that he'd worked with. <laughs> it was a Whopper dumping ground. <laughs> <laughs> We've all gone on to such great things. <laughs> all right. Well, I know you've got appointments, and I know that we will sit and reminisce for hours if we don't push on. Oh, we will. So, should we get stuck into the diary? Yeah, can't wait. All right, here we go. This is uh, April 24, four, nineteen eighty nine. It's a Monday. Of course, we don't do the Sunday on this episode because we did the cyclone, but don't worry, there's follow-up. Uh, this is written at 1.27. Did I say that? Yes, I did. Shut up, Ben. Let's move on. Well, today was rather hectic. My shift from midday till 5.30am went really well. Sean stayed till 6. Who the hell is Sean? Do you remember Sean? Yeah, Sean. <laughs> Who was he? <laughs> Sean McFarlane. No, that's, oh, no, that's Shane, Shane McFarlane. And he was, was in Shane. he was in Headland. Ah, uh, anyway. Yeah, right. go on, Sean. Anyway, no, Sean, we don't remember you. Got no, home just after 6am and slept until 1pm when I was woken by Bradley knocking on the front door asking for his wallet. No mention of why I've got Bradley's wallet, but apparently... <laughs> I got dressed and to work by 5 to 2. Did some commercials and sat around talking for a while. Stayed at the station. Shift from 6 till midnight went A-OK. Mary rang up and 6pm was on satellite. So I just pushed the button at midnight. Ran off some on this days for this week. Got home and now I'm writing this. Tomorrow being a holiday means I don't have to go to work until 6. So I'll be able to catch up on the sleep I desperately need. See ya! 1.32am. P.S. Dad rang this morning just after 5am, which was great. Oh, Dad in the back of the, the Wasley Butchery shop making a little phone call. Dad. All right, let's take in uh, Tuesday, April 25. No time, so who knows when I wrote this. 
a public holiday. Oh. Chance to catch up on the Zeds, and I've got a big Z with an apostrophe and then DS. <laughs> How wonderful. <laughs> Slept until 2pm. Sat around the house until 5.30. Went down to the station. Mark Littler was on air. He was talking to Mary. Tried to set the TV up so I could record Tuesday Night Live, the big gig. But the reception was terrible, so I didn't bother. Because we'd actually moved the TV and video to the station for the cyclone. Because, uh. you know, you need to watch TV when the world's being torn apart around you. Um, it basically means I'm one episode short in my collection, which absolutely sucks. For those listening, TV shows, you pretty much used to record them on your VHS video. And, Everything. Yeah, and you'd keep definite copies of things. Well, I definitely did. I would record different shows every week. and They were part of my collection, guys. <laughs> Loser. Um, and then I've got, oh, well, who gives a shit, comma, I do. Apparently I was upset. <laughs> Shift went well. I'm surprising myself at how some of my talk breaks are coming about. I've managed to say some great things and I just beam after because I feel almost professional. <laughs> oh, you're, you're beaming, darling. beaming, mummy. Oh, beaming. <laughs> uh, so it then says, okay, so I still stuff up more often than not, but if I concentrate on some basic talk breaks, I can certainly adapt them to suit each break, if that makes any sense. So basically <laughs> what I'm saying is if I write out a few basic talk breaks, I can just make them work for every talk break I ever have to do for the rest of my life in radio. <laughs> anyway, after just rereading that, I'd say no in capital letters with two exclamation marks. Mary rang and said she'd visit me tomorrow with her friend Mercy. And then I've got comma, hmm, see ya. Okay. <laughs> What's my deal with Mary and Mercy coming over? Mm. Hmm. Just another one of those women that chased after you. Yeah, more teenage girls oh. I don't even understand. More girls. <laughs> This is Wednesday, April 26th. I'm moving on swiftly. Uh, 1.44am. Well, you know what they say, late to bed, late to rise, makes you feel like a piece of shit the next day. Ha ha, just (laughs) jokes. And the ha ha's in capitals. (laughs) Fuck, there's some times when I just want to go. You really are a cockhead. Um... Then I've gone, how's it hanging, dude? Oh, sorry, girls. Oh. And then I've put a question mark and two apostrophes. <laughs> and two exclamation marks. Apostrophes. What are you freaking Apostrophes. No, exclamation marks. <laughs> God, 51 and still can't get it right. Well, another day off. Went shopping today. The fridge freezer, and I've written freezer as, oh, no, that's the correct spelling. I, no, it is not correct spelling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm such a moron. I've written freezers F R E double Z E R. Oh Freza. Freza. <laughs> so anyway, the fridge, Freza, and pantry are now absolutely stacked full. So we won't starve until next week. Awesome. <laughs> I reckon it would have lasted four days. After shopping, I tidied the house. Shit, I'm starting to get domesticated. I'll have to get married soon, and then I've got a dash. And I've put mmm and a mmm and then another exclamation mark. So it's like a mini mmm. Maybe I'm not <laughs> going to get married. Went down to the station. Sorry, I could feel that brewing the whole time. <laughs> Edit. Exclamation mark. Yeah. <laughs> 
not taking it out. Went down to the station, asked Jan if she would mind if I took her car and got the TV slash video home. She said fine. Got a letter from Nana and I rang up Dad reverse charges and then I've written in capital letters, sorry, question mark, two exclamation marks, and had a chat. Great to speak to him. Have to ring on Saturday and give Nana a lovely big surprise on her birthday. It should be good. She'll have no idea who it is. It will be, and I've written... Marvy, M-A-R-V-Y. Oh, it's in Marvellous. Yes, and I've followed it with my standard question mark and two exclamation points. <laughs> See ya, 1.51am. So, again, very much living like a nana. Things are Marvy. <laughs> Marvy. And I'm worried about getting domesticated and married soon. And what's in that freezer? <laughs> I love the Fraser. <laughs> Thanks, Booth. <laughs> All right, this is Thursday, April 27. It was written at 11.35pm, which is rather early for me. Strange day today. Had the day off. Weird thing is, I woke up at 5.30 in the morning and couldn't go back to sleep. Bizarre, huh? No question mark there, just a comma. Heard that Lucille Ball died. Maybe that's why. What a shock. Not really. She was quite old. (laughs) Watched television till nine, went back to bed, slept till ten. Mary and Mercy came over and we watched videos and had lunch. They left at about two. Sat around the house, did stuff all till now. I've decided to go to bed early now because I've got to be up at ten tomorrow. Gosh. Mark brought home my pay packet and all my overtime was taken out as tax, which is incredibly annoying. Hmm. That's an H with three M's and then... Three exclamation marks. I also got a letter from Emma. See ya, 11.40pm. Typical taxation bastards. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and this is uh, Friday, April 28th. It's written at 12.30am. Oh, and that's just an O-H and then a dash with an E-R. My timing's pretty amazing, ain't it? which I'm assuming is referencing the fact that I wrote this at 12.30, but how is that amazing? You could have written any fucking time you wanted, you loser. (laughs) Anyway, stop attacking myself and let's move on. Well, work today was great. Recorded and wrote an ad for a big company in Victoria. They were so impressed that they wanted a copy sent up to Kalgoorlie. And I should note, Karatha is above Kalgoorlie, so really I should have said down to Kalgoorlie. Uh, And also, I love that they were so impressed. I feel like it's more like, oh, you do it for free and we don't have to get someone else to do this? Put it on in Kalgoorlie as well. (laughs) No no mention of the huge company in Victoria that I wrote for. Um, And then I said, ain't that exec? Which I think I mean, isn't that exciting? But I've written E-X-E-C full stop. It could be pretty executive, you know. (laughs) You know, Eastern States company. Yeah, I was such a yuppie. Ain't that exec? I'm executive, you know. It's so exec. And I clearly couldn't write executive because I just stopped at C. (laughs) Yay for spelling. Thank God for spell check. Uh, My shift went well. Richie came in and successfully reduced me to fits of laughter. He's a nasty bastard. (laughs) What? (laughs) Mucking around while I'm being serious. So apparently... (laughs) Nothing should stop me from being serious on the radio. I've gotten over it by saying, oh, well, all in the pursuit of fun. Really? You just said he's a nasty bastard. (laughs) (laughs) Stayed at station till 8.30 doing some ads. Bradley and I came back home, ordered pizza and watched the Australian Made concert. Oh, my God, do you remember that? Yeah. I loved that. It was like Jimmy Barnes, In Excess, The Divinals, and a heap of other Australian artists. It would have been awesome. Yeah. 
I went to bed at 10 because I've got the breakfast show to do tomorrow. The only problem being, I can't go to sleep. What a pisser. Oh well, I'm going to try and get to sleep again now. See ya, 12.37am. Maybe stop sitting up and writing in your diary, you tool. That will help you go to sleep. Oh, I'm so late. Some of your diary entries are like 3 o'clock in the morning. I know. And I'm still like that now. This this morning I was up till 3.20 or something. It's like, if I'm sleeping, I'm missing out on fun. And yet not having any fun the whole time I'm sitting here. It's that exact brain of yours, Dal. It oh. just keeps working and working over time. It never stops, Boofs. Over time. <laughs> All right, and this is our final entry for Saturday, uh, April 29, 11.38pm. Not to bed yet. Soon, though. Got to keep my cool. Well, breakfast went really well. Had great fun, as per usual. Rang mum after my shift. She sounded slightly depressed. Thankfully, I cheered her up. Here's more nano evidence. Had a good old yarn. Went home. I Love Lucy special was on. Watched that and fell asleep on the floor. Waking up at 4.30. Very sore from sleeping on the floor. Ugh. Can you imagine being... Oh, I'm surprised no. I didn't have a rash on the side of my face that was leaning on that carpet. I <laughs> uh, went to the phone box and gave Nana a surprise call. She sounded very stunned, as if she couldn't believe it was all happening to her. Bought some alcohol and went to a barbecue at Nat's. Wonderful steak, sausages, and great salads with trifle for dessert. Yum. God, I love trifle. All very nice. I'm getting too fat now, so I've decided to take... This is the best, written in capitals. Positive action. I've got to lose it. I cannot go on like that. Or like this. See ya, 11.43pm. Guess what, dude? You weren't even fat. (laughs) But you're obsessed about it. Oh, God. See ya. See ya. See ya, fat prick. Positive action. Tomorrow. Yeah. Not today. Yeah. Tomorrow. I can't wait. We'll get for... on to that tomorrow. Next episode, I can't wait to see what my diet is. <laughs> it's not going to be very diety, I guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bufonti, thank you so much for taking time out and joining me for this. I had such a good time. We need such to... good memories. And what? poor old Lucille Ball. I didn't know that. Yeah. Poor old thing. She passed away and you still watched a special. I know. <laughs> I love that they put one on. <laughs> Can you imagine them doing an I Love Lucy special now? People would be like, what even is this shit? <laughs> Poor Luce. But listen, I thought it was Marvy, and I'm really <laughs> so glad. I'm going to use that as my new buzzword, and I'm going to, over here in Western Australia, I'm going to see if I can um, get that word starting to filter around. That Marvie. would be Marvy. <laughs> it was Marvy. Thanks for taking so time Marvie. out of your exec day to join me on the show as well. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> Thanks, Gorge. <laughs> Thanks, Benjamino. Love I'll see you soon. Okay, bye. Bye. Right, I. Uh, in the next episode, my new diet gets underway by not being very diety at all. See, I told you. There's a big announcers meeting to attend. My mum has a crappy day and tries to hide how upset she is from me. I find out I share the same birthday with one of my co-workers and actually... Flip the fuck out. My pay packets aren't getting any better, which is a story of working in radio's life, and people hang up on me while I'm talking to them on air. Oh, it must have been because they're such huge fans they were scared to talk to me.
That's probably what it is. Uh, in an effort, of course, to help raise Indigenous voices, this episode we want to shine a spotlight on blackrainbow.org.au. They're a national advocacy platform for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander LGBTQI peoples. They have a variety of community projects and initiatives which they call their Contagion of Love projects. They're a 100% Indigenous-owned and operated not-for-profit social enterprise that truly deserves your support. You can find them on Insta at blackrainbow.org.au. AUS or their website at blackrainbow.org.au. Of course, all of my love and gratitude to the enigmatic DJ Dirtbag for this 1989 theme tune. Pretty. Uh, Jess for all the other bits of audio bling, and of course, you for subscribing and leaving a review or sharing this podcast with someone you think might enjoy it too. If you haven't done that yet, come on, please. We're on Spotify, Google and Apple Podcasts and you'll find us on Instagram at 19in89. You can follow us there or on Twitter, but no one does that. And of course, until next time, I am loving you from here. Check you later. See ya. Bye.